Good morning again, and so glad you could make it this morning. We are starting a brand new series this morning, simply called Bold. Simply called Bold. For the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at different stories from the book of Acts. Uh, book of Acts was written by, as many of you know, it was written by a guy, a guy named Luke. Uh, he was a medical doctor, same guy that wrote the Gospel of Luke. In fact, it's a part of, you can say Acts is like Luke part two. Okay, it's, he, he writes because he picks up in Acts, Luke picks up in Acts and starts that where he left off in, uh, at the end of the Gospel of Luke. So uh, we're going to be in this series, we're going to look at stories from this book. And, you know, as you read through uh, the, the book of Acts, one thing that strikes you uh, throughout the book is, is the boldness of the early church. Like Luke's Gospel, is filled with miracles. And there's a boldness that you see as you go through this book. Um, we saw last week that as, as we wrapped up our series last week on saying yes to the Holy Spirit, that when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church, one of the things that happened, one of the results of being baptized in the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit was that they were filled with boldness. And we see that being played out in the book of Acts. Uh, the early church uh, uh, was a bold church. So, so, you know, we see that throughout the book of Acts. So I want to ask, what do we mean when we talk about boldness? Because right away, you know, people think of, uh, have different images and think of different things. Um, is being bold by that, do we mean being loud and obnoxious? Do you think? No. It's not. It's not being loud and obnoxious. Bold is not being arrogant or being cocky. That's not what we're talking about. None of those things is, is boldness. What boldness is, is a boldness can be described as behavior born out of belief. Behavior or, or boldness is behavior born out of belief. When you look at the Greek word, uh, which is what the, the, it's the language that the New Testament was originally written in, if you look at the Greek word for uh, boldness, it's parisia, and it means outspoken, assurance, courage, confidence, and to act without fear. So that, that, that outspokenness, assurance, and courage, confidence, and to act without fear. And it's specifically connected to the act of speaking, speaking with confidence, speaking without fear, has nothing to do with volume. Just because someone may stand up and start shouting or, or turning up the volume, that's not boldness. Um, so we're going to be talking about what boldness is. We're going to be given some examples in that. And uh, just to give you a little preview of where we're going to be going, next week we're going to talk about bold prayers, so prayers with confidence and you know, not timid or not being passive in our prayer, but praying bold prayers. And then we're going to talk about bold speaking, uh, what does that mean, uh, you know, not being afraid to speak what's true, whether it's politically correct or not, talk about bold speaking. And then work four, we're going to talk about bold obedience. Something that the church needs today, an infusion of bold obedience, obedience regardless of the cost. Today we're going to start by looking at an example of amazing boldness in the life of the Apostle Peter. Now Peter's the one who one minute 
declared, he got his sword, and he, was, he declared, I'm ready to, to, you know, let's go, and if we have to die for Jesus, we'll die for him. You know, he's ready to give his life for him, but then when it came down to it, he actually denied knowing him three times before the night was out. So he went from saying, we'll go with him and we'll die with him, which, which by the way, you know, Thomas said the same thing. He said, proclaimed he was ready to die for Jesus, and then what do we know him as? Doubting Thomas, you know, not bold Thomas with, you know, ready to die for, give his life for Jesus. We know him as doubting Thomas. You know, why do we always look at the worst, you know, and, and remember people for the mistakes, you know? That's, that's not what we're to do, but anyway, that, 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 that's the way it is here. Um, so, so um, but then after this happened with Peter, you know, he, de- he denied knowing Jesus. And then after the resurrection, uh, Peter affirmed his love for Jesus and Jesus reinstated him and told him, I'm not done with you yet, Peter. Don't worry about that. I'm not done with you. I know you denied me three times, but I'm not done. I've still got things for you to do and, and that. And then as we saw last week, when the Holy Spirit fell on on Peter and on the rest of the disciples, they experienced an amazing transformation. It's like someone just all of a sudden flipped a switch, and, and suddenly this guy who just a short, you know, not too many days previous to that had denied even knowing Jesus, all of a sudden now stands up publicly and starts openly preaching about Jesus with boldness. He wasn't worried about repercussions. He's, he's not worried about, you know, being politically correct. He was bold. He said, look, you crucified Jesus, the Savior. And he says, now you need to repent. I mean, that's bold. He's standing up publicly saying, you know, you guys did this, and you need to repent from it. And then a short while later, he and John were into, on their way into the temple to pray, and there's this guy who had been crippled since birth. He's begging for money, and Peter looks at him. He grabs his hand. He reaches out, grabs his hand, and, and he says, look, I don't have any money to give you. But what I do have, I'm giving it freely. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And this guy who had been crippled for like 40 years, suddenly his ankles and his legs and his feet were strengthened, and he stood up, and he started jumping around. He started praising God. He started celebrating. Talk about boldness. Can you imagine doing that? Can you imagine going up to somebody who cannot walk and saying, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk, and then seeing them walk? That's the kind of boldness I want. But that kind of boldness doesn't always make people happy because the religious leaders were not happy about it. So, you know, they got together and they threw Peter and John into prison. And the next day they brought them out and they're interrogating them. And instead of apologizing or backing down, says, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that would upset you. I'm, you know, I, I won't do it again. Instead of going like that, they started right up again with an amazing boldness. This is how it went. The leaders are interrogating Peter and John, asking by what power, you know, what, what power did you do this with? Who, whose name did you do this with? with? And, and, and Peter says in verse, uh, Acts 4, starting in verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, and there's that, that filling of the Holy Spirit again, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? 
Do you want to know how he was healed? Do you really want to know? It's like, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You know, one of those moments. Do you want the truth? He said, do you, do you know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you, to all the people of Israel, that he was healed by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. And if that wasn't bold enough, listen to what he says next. He says, the man that you crucified, but whom God, uh, 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 who you crucified, God raised him from the dead. I mean, that's bold. He's talking to people who are hostile toward him already and who had already imprisoned him. And he said, you crucified Jesus. And then he, and then he adds, and God raised him from the dead. I mean, basically he's saying, <clears throat> God wasn't happy about what you did, so he undid it. I mean, really, that's, that's, that's what he's saying. The disciples kept getting in trouble every time they began preaching and proclaiming the name of Jesus or did a miracle in his name. And you know what? Things haven't changed much in the last 2,000 years. Right? Let's think about it. I'm going to throw out a name, see what your reaction is. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. What's he known for? Two things. Football and faith. Right? He was a great football player, and he was very vocal about his faith. And, and you know, he, he would talk about Jesus, and what would people tell him? Commentators to football fans, whatever, just shut up about your faith. Keep that to yourself. Just, you know, we don't want to hear that. Just go out and play football. Just, just quit the preaching and stick to football. Right? Or maybe a pastor who's asked to give an invocation to a, a, a major sporting event or something, and, and he's, he's free to say whatever he wants as long as he doesn't mention the name of Jesus. A lot of times when people are, pastors are asked to, or ministers are asked to give an invocation somewhere, there's those that now, you know, remember, just, just don't get into this Jesus stuff. Just don't mention the name of Jesus. You can pray in general terms, but we don't want to hear the name of Jesus. A politician dares to mention the name of Jesus, and all of a sudden the ACLU or the Freedom From Religion Foundation is all over him. You can talk about spirituality. You can talk about a higher power all you want. But just mention the name of Jesus and sparks fly. Why is that? It's because there's something about the name of Jesus that sets it apart from any other name. So when Peter looks at them and says, this same Jesus that you killed, he's back. That took boldness. Rest of our time, we're going to be spending in verse 13 of this chapter. Let's uh, look on your outline or up on the, the screen and read it with me. <clears throat> verse 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. 
for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I want to give you three bold facts this morning. The first one comes as really good news for me personally, for someone like me, um, because I'm typically a quiet person. I'm one that's always preferred to serve in the background. My personality is not outgoing. I don't like a lot of attention on me. I don't like in the, be in the spotlight just to serve, soon serve quietly in the background, and I'm happy. So, this first bold fact, I really like this. God gives ordinary people extraordinary boldness. Ordinary people, extraordinary boldness. Why is that good news to me? Because it tells me it's not dependent on my personality. I, I, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about going for somebody who's a quiet person, even a shy person, or to suddenly becoming loud and outgoing. It's not, like, it's not like all of a sudden God just changes our personality. God created us each with different personalities. Some are louder than others. Some are quieter than others. Some are more up front. Some are more in the background. He's created us with different personalities for a reason. And, and this is not about personality. Neither is it about being the most outgoing or most, or most gifted or the smartest. Look at it again, verse 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that these were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. Now, the Greek word for ordinary, do you know what it is? Literally, it's idiotes. It can mean unlearned. It can mean unschooled. It can mean ordinary. But the most literal translation you've already guessed. Idiots. The Bible translators were just being nice. It's like, I can't really call the apostle Peter and, 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 and John. I, I can't call them idiots, can I? So he's, be, he's, he's being nice, you know. Um, uh, here, here's what we need to see. If you're the best, the brightest, the top of your class, high IQ, God can certainly use you, okay? You got all things, all that going for you, God can certainly use you. But if you're not the sharpest tool in the shed, if you're at the bottom of your class, if you're not always an A student, but you even have trouble remembering what you had for lunch that day. God can use you too. He can use you. He can use me. He, he uses ordinary people. In fact, he specializes in using ordinary people. Sometimes the people that seem to have it all together are the hardest ones to use because they come to God and they say, okay, God, you, you got a real winner with me. Just let me... Let me take charge. I know how to do this. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I, can, I see which way the wind is blowing. I'm just going to do this. Instead, the rest of us is like, God, I don't know how you can use me. But I believe you can. So you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. 
I'm open to whatever you want to say. Some people think they know it all. They think they know more than anybody else. Others of us are like, I'm very well aware of what I don't know. But I'm also very well aware of the God that I serve. And God can use me. He takes ordinary people like you and like me and he gives us extraordinary boldness. Now, what does that look like? Let me give you just a few examples. Let's say you're standing with two or, four, two or three friends and the conversation takes a turn and you know one, one person starts talking rather negatively about somebody else that's not there. Gossiping, that's the biblical word for it. Boldness is speaking up and saying, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that person while they're not here. In fact, why don't we go to that person right now together and see if what was just said is actually true? Whoa, that'll shut things down real quick. Another example of boldness is got a friend you're really concerned about, you go to them privately with humility, that's key, with humility, and saying, you know, I'm your friend, and I'm concerned about some choices that you've been making lately. Can we talk? Humility is key. Boldness is turning and walking away from a situation you know is not healthy for you as a believer. Boldness is when you have an opportunity to make quite a bit of extra money, but the details in the deal are kind of shady. And maybe it's not technically illegal, but it's unethical. And you just, you know, no. It wouldn't be right for me to do that. I'm not interested. And you walk away from it, knowing that it's going to cost you potentially a lot of money. Or even a job situation where you're asked to do something that's not ethical. And you say to your boss, I can't do that. I'm sorry. You do it with respect. You do it politely. But you stand your ground and say, I can't do that. Even knowing that it may cost you your job because I've known people that it has. That's boldness. And those are all situations where an ordinary person might find themselves exhibiting boldness and, and, and confidence in, 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 what, you know, in, in doing what's right. That's not easy. Second bold fact this morning, your boldness will amaze the world because the world really is amazed when somebody stands up in true boldness. Look at verse 13 again. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. The members of the council, the religious leaders, they had power over Peter and John, power to imprison them, power to flog them, power to punish them terribly. Plus, Peter and John could remember, because it wasn't that long ago that Jesus, they saw their friend Jesus crucified. You know, So they could remember that, and, and yet they, they, they stood up in boldness, and, and that amazed the council, that amazed those that were interrogating them. Two things will increase your boldness. First one we talked about last week. 
when the Holy Spirit, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit or you are filled in the Holy Spirit, and you, you know, and 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 you know that 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 comes with a boldness. It's one of the evidences. You know, it's there, there's other gifts, there's things that come with that, but there's also the the boldness that comes on a person when they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's something I think we need to go after with a passion and go after continually, not just when we do a a, a series on something like that or, or talk about it on Sunday, but but all the time we should, you know, God fill me. Fill me and give me the boldness I need for today. That's the first thing. The second thing that, that will increase your boldness is simply spending time with Jesus. Nothing can take the place of spending regular time with Jesus. So here's how this works. Look at the diagram on your outline. By the number one, I want you to put the word time. Time spent with Jesus. We have the number one. Number one, put the word time, okay? Number two, put the word faith. Time spent with Jesus leads to faith. Faith leads to number three, which is boldness. And as boldness grows, it leads to number four, which is results. So time with Jesus builds your faith. That faith leads to boldness. That produces spiritual results. And then as you see the results, you want to spend more time with Jesus. And the cycle continues. And pretty soon you're like Peter and John who, when they say, who, who you know, as they said in verse 20, said to those, to the religious leaders, said, we cannot stop telling about everything that we have seen and heard. The boldness gave them the courage to share their experience with Jesus said look I don't care how much you threaten me because they were threatened they were threatened to stop preaching in the name of Jesus said sorry it's too late we've already been ruined Jesus has already gotten a hold of us and this is what we've seen this is what we've experienced and we cannot and will not Stop talking about the name of Jesus and stop telling everybody we know about the name of Jesus. That's boldness. Members of the council couldn't believe it. They were amazed. Let me ask you something. How amazed are people in your life, would you say, by your boldness? Again, remember, it's, it's, it's behavior that comes from beliefs. We're not talking about standing up and being obnoxious or, you know, how, I'm not going to go any further with that one. But how, how amazed are people with your boldness? There's a, there's a scale of 1 to 10 on there. Look at the scale and um, rate yourself, honestly. You don't have to show it to anybody else. You can tear it up as soon as you get home. But how would you rate yourself? When David was in speech class or in, in high school, he gave a speech in, in one of his classes um, on his big three. The three things that, that mattered to him the most. God, Abby, and football. 
And, you know, that, that, that's, things haven't changed a whole lot for him, right? You know, things haven't changed too much at all for him. You know, God, Abby, and football, if you know David at all. Um, and, but that's pretty bold for a high school student. You know, several years later, I had occasion to meet uh, and talk to the mother of one of those students. And she knew, oh, you're David's dad, yeah. And then she told me how much that speech impacted and challenged her son who was in that class because of the boldness that he had. And I know there were at least one or two kids in the class that came up and said, I didn't know you were a Christian, you know, because he hadn't talked a, a whole lot before. But when he, when he stood up in class and, and just, this is what I believe and this is what's important to me, um, it, 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 it takes boldness. And um, then his first year of college at IU, you know, he went to one year here at IU and then he transferred to ONU after that. Well, his first year of college at IU, he gave a speech in one of his class. I don't know if it was a speech class or it might have been a social class. I can't remember. But he gives a, gives a speech in one of his classes, and he actually shared the gospel and then gave an invitation at IU. Not known, although it was started as a, a, a training ground for preachers. It was started as, a, as you know, to train ministers. It's not really known for that right now. Uh, it's kind of known for its anti-Christian bias. That took boldness. It took, it took an amazing boldness. Um, uh, you know, so, it, you know, the thing is, if you rated yourself toward the lower end of the scale, you don't have to stay there. You can do something about it. And, and you can grow in... You can grow in boldness. In fact, bold fact number three is, you know, it's essential, and that is that spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ. It comes from knowing Christ. It comes from, from being filled with the Spirit, spending time with Jesus. That's knowing Jesus Christ. Verse 13, they recognize them, the religious leaders looked at Peter and John, they listened to Peter and John, and it says they recognized them as what? Men who had had a lot of schooling? Men who went to seminary? No, as men who had been with Jesus. We're going to close here in just a second. But I want us to think about the difference that we can make in this community, in our families. If we could increase our boldness, and again, doesn't mean we're going to go standing on preach preaching on street corners. Doesn't mean we're going to be obnoxious. You know, we've all known people that are so vocal and obnoxious that just like, please, no. but whose behavior began to line up what we say we really believe. And they weren't afraid to talk about Jesus, to look for opportunities to share Jesus, to talk about him, and to act like those who follow Jesus. God isn't looking for rock stars. 
He isn't looking for rock stars. He's not ruling them out either. You know, I think of all the, the hoopla about Kanye West, you know, and that I think that's awesome. For one thing, you know, it's it's not my job. A lot of people are saying, well, is this real? Is this it's not my job to figure out whether it's real or not. He says it is, so I'll take him at his word. You know, the Apostle Paul ran into the same thing. Nobody believed that this his conversion was real until Barnabas came along to the and brought Paul to the other apostles. Who were, who were still, you know, afraid of him because of the way he persecuted the church. And he said, look, guys, this is our brother in Christ. He's for real. Stood by him. My job is not to judge, not to judge who, 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 who is real or not. So you look at, 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 at Kanye, you look at Justin Bieber, anybody else, you know, uh, uh, you know, the other, other people throughout the church history, you know, Bob Dylan and, and um, I, I mean, that have, uh, you know, proclaimed, my job is not to figure that out. I have enough trouble just, you know, doing what Jesus told me to do. Love God with all my heart, love other people as myself. That's keeping me real busy. Right? But a lot of times... You know, some, there's some people who say, wow, look at all the good he can do for the kingdom. Look at all many people. Great, that's wonderful. But what did we learn today? God uses ordinary people. He's not, just, he's not looking for people that are going to go out and, you know, be rock stars for him. He's looking for ordinary people that will stand up for him and say, hey, yeah, I love Jesus. I follow Jesus. And their lives line up with what they say, whether they're well-known or whether nobody knows who they are at all. Boldness, confidence, not afraid to do what's right. Let's have the worship team come back up. And as they're coming up, I just want to pray that God would fill us with boldness, with an amazing boldness. Father, I pray right now, and as we look at the book of Acts, as we look at the early disciples, we see such an example of boldness in their lives, an amazing boldness. Lord, I want that for me. I want that for this church, each one of us. So we ask that you would Fill us with boldness. Help us to see things as you see them. And the way we do that is by spending time in your word, time with you. And fill us with your Holy Spirit. And the boldness that comes with that. Lord, we don't want to be obnoxious. We don't want to be... You know, just just turn into a different personality. That, that's not what we're talking about. We want us to be who you created us to be with the confidence, the boldness that will cause others to take notice and say, that person, that person knows Jesus. I just see it in their life. Fill us with that confidence and that boldness, Lord.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to transition now to uh, another, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, another song for worship.